Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secret Birds HQ podcast. And this is podcast number five, featuring Melanie Mackey. Hello, Melanie. Hello, Joanne. Great to be here with you this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. And Melanie is joining us from London. Is that correct? It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. in the UK. Perfect. And Melanie is the founder of... Uh, well, she's the social stylist and she's also the founder of Scarlet Media. So Melanie, please tell us a little bit more about you and your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, okay. So I have been running my own business, Scarlet Media, for this is my eighth year. We're just coming up to my eighth year anniversary in the summer. And um, I'm a social stylist, so I work mainly with female entrepreneurs, helping them um, to articulate their message and create kind of a unique social media style and strategy for their business. So that could be their services, um, products that they're selling and um, really kind of raising awareness of their wisdom and expertise online. So I do that really kind of starting with websites and blogs and then we look at social media um, places where they want to hang out. So Sometimes it may be all of the top ones, such as Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and so on. Um, and sometimes it may just be one or two. So that's really kind of where the social styling comes in, that since kind of the boom of the social revolution, um, there's so much noise online. So it's really kind of about helping us all uh, really have a distinctive kind of online presence. And... Um, for me, in the early days, I started out, uh, like I said, came out, of, came out of a job. It was a recession here in the UK. And was that in 2008? 2008, yeah. Yes, yes. And I started blogging, first of all. So my business started really with um, a WordPress blog called Scarletta's Blog. And that's really kind of how I started. So I didn't really have any intention of creating my own business mm. has kind of evolved so I went kind of against the whole ethos of having a plan and having money <laughs> and <laughs> launching mm. a business it just kind of um, was a huge leap of faith but I knew at that time in my previous role I've been working in marketing and with social media in the UK which was very new at the time and I knew there was something um, really exciting about it that I loved so yeah, I just followed my instincts, started with my blog, started blogging. And, and you were doing this alongside having your full-time job, it sounds no, like. No, I left my job. Um, I really kind of just had enough of what I was doing. Mm. And decided to resign, which I don't re recommend that people do <laughs> because yeah. it's not always the best way to go about things. But it does make you have that incentive to make, you know, kind of your business work. Right, right. So you actually resigned from your job and you said that's just because you, you were just feeling you, like this wasn't the right place to be, it sounds like? Yeah, I, I kind of got to the point really where I'd, I'd kind of had enough of what I was doing and like I said, it was quite tough in the environment that I was in at the time. It was in, in recruitment and um, there were lots of things that kind of happened, but I just had um, kind of a day where I woke up and fortunately I've got a very supportive husband as well who encouraged me um, and supported yes. me to take that leap so I wasn't on my own um, and you know he continues to be a huge kind of supporter to me as well in every aspect of my life and the business as well today um, but it really was kind of um, 
taking a huge kind of life change and taking that leap and trusting myself and that I would find a way forward and I did. And you did. And that was back in 2008. Yeah. So the business launched in August 2009. And around that time when I started, I was, like I said, blogging, building up a presence online through social media. So mm-hmm. because I didn't really have um, much of a budget, um, I decided to test social media and see how much I could use it to raise awareness of me and my business. Um, And that really was kind of put me into a great position because at that time, particularly here in the UK, there weren't many of us using social media for business. It was all quite new. Mm, Okay. Okay. uh, Yeah, I was really kind of in the right place at the right time. And I started really kind of teaching um, workshops in person and teaching business owners how to tweet, you know, the technical side of it, how to create Facebook business pages. So it was very much kind of hands-on training as well, which then kind of evolved into more strategic and business um, aspect around it. And then the whole social styling evolved um, probably about two years ago. So that really, again, was for me and part of my journey of knowing that I needed to be seen um, and get my voice out there and my expertise out there. And that was really the only way that was going to make Scarlett a different was by me kind of um, stepping out and being more visible online too. So uh, yeah, that's kind of how it, how it's grown and evolved. That's how it's going to evolve. Okay, brilliant. Perfect. So now we're going to jump into today's topic, which is using social media to build your business. So obviously you are an expert at social media. And so tell us a little bit about how, how current entrepreneurs, because you said back in 2008 in England, um, social media was still very new and businesses weren't using it yet. How has that changed and how can entrepreneurs use We're just starting out use social media to to build their businesses. One of the best things I did in the early days was to create a local meetup. So again, depending on your type of business, the great thing about social media is that you can have a global reach or stick to kind of a a local reach. So it's two two different things there. But for me, what I did was set up like a community meetup in one of our local pubs initially and so we connect it, we connected with people through Twitter. So whether they were using Twitter or social media for business or pleasure, it didn't matter. But they could come along and we would meet once a month. And it was a great way to kind of get to know other people. That's the huge thing is about relationship building and connecting. So rather than just kind of showing up online purely kind of talking about ourselves and what we do in businesses, even today, the best way to kind of raise awareness is to really truly connect and make the effort to be proactive in that so whether that's like I said of knowing who your kind of audience is but also really getting to know other local businesses as well where you've got other um, kind of businesses that have synergy with yours so for Mm -hmm. me great opportunity to connect with to connect copywriters photographers web designers web developers you know we would all kind of share um, kind of client leads as well and really kind of help each other um, like I said, to raise awareness of our business as, as well and um, build that kind of community for people that would really kind of get to know us love what we do and, and trust us enough to do business 
So you are a huge advocate for using social media to build connections. And tell us a bit more about that, because there may be some people listening to this thinking, social media to make trusted connections. How does that happen? It's social media. They may be a bit um, hesitant or they think, mm, I'm not sure if that's possible. So tell us, tell us um, why you think it's possible to use social media to do that. I, I absolutely know it's possible and it happens all the time. <laughs> but for those, who, for those who we need to convert. Yeah. So for me, great opportunities came my way by being able to kind of research different people. So for example, I went once to a um, seminar and the guy was kind of quite a big um, VP of a, of a big business where I was living at the time. And he was doing a talk on social media and I tweeted him before the event and just said, oh, you know, a little bit cheeky, but um, I'm really looking forward to seeing you and hearing what you have to say. And then I went along to the seminar and um, it was a room full of people. And right at the end, he obviously knew what I looked like from my profile picture and made a point of coming to speak to me and said, how did I do? And uh, mm. checked me out as well. So, and I was kind of a bit flabbergasted at the time, but that is just one opportunity where that one tweet then went on to create a connection, which then went on to create kind of like an online sort of relationship as well um, through business. And it then brought me, um, you know, like, like new clients and recommendations. So really it's just kind of like, that's the beginning. And if you do want to kind of get in touch with any kind of key influencers or people, for example, another big project that I worked on initially was for authors and, yeah. uh, and promoting their books. And we created an online book club. And the brilliant thing that came from it was that the authors started connecting with their readers. And that dialogue is kind of straight between those people. So, you know, if you're on your own and you're starting out in business, it's really tough to try and uh, work out who you need to talk to or knock on doors or pick up the phone and keep ringing people because you don't have a relationship with them yet. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you can start that first step and use social media to your advantage in that aspect as well, then it's a fast track way for you really to open some doors to not only get to know people and build clients, but really kind of get into the industry and become known um, with, with people who can really kind of help you and propel you forward, which is brilliant. Right. So what if I am a little shy and all of this is very new to me. You just gave a very good example of, of you just actually tweeted at someone and it went from there. But what, what should aspiring entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs do? So should they establish social media strategies? Should they find someone to help them with that? Or should, should they just open an account and wing it? Because no one really knows what, what they're doing when they first start out. So what should they do? I would say, obviously, because of my work and what I do, that it, it is best to kind of create a foundation and know what it is that you want to do, uh, where you want to be online and how you're going to show up. So mm. really kind of working that out first. You could go off and wing it, but you're not probably going to see the results maybe that you want as quickly. And there's not really going to be any focus or direction to what you're doing. So, So for me, it was always about, um, having that foundation first and really kind of understanding yourself and what it is that you want, you know, like I said, for your business, 
then when you've got that clarity, it makes it so much easier that you're clear and confident in your message and what it is that you want to reach people for that then you can kind of get online and if it's a technical issue that you've got or capability you know there's plenty of uh, tools to help you get over that but the key thing is that you've got to have that foundation in place first so some sort of strategy like I said, know what what it is that you want to do where you want to kind of show up so whether that's facebook twitter or you want to blog um test it as well you're not you've got to you've got to start so it's kind of like don't wait for everything to be lined up before you take action right. um, it is that as well of having having an idea because again in the early days of your business i'm sure like you can agree as well joanne yes don't have it all sus before you start you do just have to dabble um but like i said have that little bit of clarity to enable you to take the next step Yes, definitely, definitely. And it sounds like you're talking about having a, a personality, like who do you want to be online and make sure you know who that person is first before and, and how, like you said, how you're going to show up in the world. And why is that so important when you're um, establishing yourself in your business in, for the first time in social media? Yeah, I mean, I think it's because we've got so many businesses now on, online as well. So many people trying to get attention that it is very noisy. So for me in the early days, it wasn't as difficult as it is now. But it's also what makes us different, you know. And, and if you want people to buy into you, particularly if you've got a service-based business where it's you, where you're kind of selling you and your skills, then you have to be visible and have a voice. Otherwise, you just blend in. And um, there's no point of difference really between you and, and the next person. So, for example, if you're coaching, you know, that can be very difficult for people to articulate, um, you know, the, the experience of working with them. So it is that it's about blending kind of your personality and your expertise together to create kind of like a living brand where people are really getting a sense of who you are as a person, what your values are, you know, what you believe in and really kind of how you work and what you offer so that that can be quite tricky to put all of that together and like i said in the early days um it is very much a let's test it and see so you know there's there's lots of things that you can you can do but but nothing's set in stone so it's something that will constantly grow and evolve um and like i said you you will change as your life changes as well you know for me eight years on now I'm very different in my life very different in my outlook than I was eight years ago and you'd expect that as well for all of us that we're constantly learning and, and evolving definitely and you mentioned something very important that I'd like us to discuss and that is the quote-unquote noise in social media so okay noise what is the noise I, I define the noise as there's a lot of people there's a lot of information people are saying a lot of different things how on earth am i going to stand out how why would people listen to me why would they follow me um in addition to that i think the noise is also sometimes um just a lot of people talking about a lot of different things and there isn't a lot of clarity. So you don't know, you don't know where to start. And I think the key is setting yourself apart from the rest. But like you said, once you, once you know who you are, you, you know, your, your, your voice, you know what you're trying to do. It becomes easy to do that. But I think we're all only human and we all fall prey to the noise. So yeah. how do we go about protecting ourselves from that, not getting caught up in that, not um, looking at others and comparing ourselves and saying, oh, they've got 
five million followers and I only have 200 and, and you know, that, that kind of thing that, that just creates a downward spiral. Yeah. For me, always kind of in the back of my mind for starting my business was to let it grow organically. So by that, I mean that, you know, you're not falling for these quick fix formulas or get 5,000 followers, blah, 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 advertising, you know, spending a fortune on that. For me, it was always about showing up and doing my best work and providing people with valuable content that is worth their time reading and digesting and not being part of this noise as well, where you are cluttering up news feeds and people just turn off and say, it's too much. I don't want to hear from you. The best thing I believe as well is that you, like I said, you're creating a really valuable place for people to come and seek you out and they will. So that's the first thing is that don't fall into the trap of comparing yourself to others in terms of numbers and what somebody else is doing you know it's very much following your intuition and your own way of being um, and your social style includes that kind of flow of you know created a really good blog post it's not doing you know not doing things and sharing things on social media for the sake of it it's really setting that benchmark that every time somebody's going to see or hear from you it's quality it's not just you know, like I said noise irrelevant noise so that's one thing. The other thing as well is that to treat your social community as human beings, you know, behind numbers, behind computer screens are people. And right. the best thing is to try and connect and have a deeper relationship with one person at a time. So you're not thinking, right, so say for example, you've got a room full of 50 people. If you were there physically, you know, if you had 50 followers on Twitter or 50 followers on or page likes on Facebook and those 50 people were really kind of keen to hear from you then that is a brilliant result mm. so it's kind of really remembering that when you're sharing stuff or when you're trying to stand out the way that you do it is by trying to be human and create quite like I say valuable content but that it speaks like in a human way it's not robotic and it's kind of giving um people um an insight into who you are like I said, and your kind of expertise and personality and what it's like to work with you so that you know they feel they are getting to know you even though it's online right so you would say it's it's better to focus on your engaged followers and building that very crucial relationship with them rather than looking at the numbers Yes, absolutely. Because we get caught up in that, and that's kind of an ego thing. I think it's. Um, I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally about that of thinking. Oh well, you know, um, the more followers I've got, the better. But you could have five thousand followers, and not one of those people is really interested in what you want or what you're offering, or um, you know, in being a client. And then to me, that's all pointless. And I learned that too very quickly. And again teach that to my clients that focus on you know the people that you have synergy with who are going to become you know even if they're not a client they're going to be a huge advocate of your brand mm. and not telling others about you and what it is that you're doing and it's that's where you need to position yourself what like i said is is an expert you know sharing your um, kind of expertise willingly um and really kind of building a, a trusted community of 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 like-minded connections that's really where the power comes in that 
you know, um, it's that online word of mouth that really helps grow your business and get you out there. Right. And you said it's important to be human. So despite using technology, we still have to be human. Yeah. So again, a lot of people struggle with this because they think, well, how, how human do I need to be? Do I need to share every aspect of my life online? And uh, the answer uh-huh. to that is no. So again, we all have our own kind of boundaries around how much information we want to share and where and, and with who. So for me, again, it's about sharing just enough so people can get a feel for who I am as a person. Um, the whole kind of living brand thing as well as other interests that kind of um, are outside of my work, you know, because we're not just what we do. We have lives um, that are growing and evolving as well. So what we're seeing now with social media is that, you know, we may start out with one business, you know, and then we're growing and evolving into something else and we get interested in other things. So what kind of to me and the living brand is that you create kind of an online presence that grows with you and your life um yeah and it takes your community on that journey with you so for example i've connected with a lot of people um for me at the moment i'm very much into my garden we're renovating our house we recently moved so in my kind of some of my kind of social posts i do give people an insight into that as well and mm. then also conversation starters that's also where you will meet other kind of people it's not necessarily to do with your work initially um but then when people get to know you uh that's where kind of work you know can follow and recommend follow too so it's just you know like i said creating your own social style and your own boundaries that you're comfortable with so you may look at somebody else who shares every aspect of their life and you think no that's not for me and that's really fine. You know, that's for us all individually to set our own benchmark on that. Mm, right. And how important would you say it is to be now, irrespective of whether you are an open book or you, you're a bit of a mystery or you keep it just about business, like you said, that's, that falls down to the individual. But how important is it to be, and I know this is a buzzword, but I'm going to use it, authentic, or yeah. to show a bit of your your vulnerability or your humanness or um just get in just get people to know you just a little bit more beneath the the surface in terms of building a business is that important would you say absolutely i mean i i talk about authenticity a lot and like you people cringe and go oh not that word again Mm. um but it is that it is that whole even when I started kind of eight years ago it was always about getting to know you getting to like and I would go further and say love what you do and trust you that important trust bit and again when you're kind of open and vulnerable about the reality of your business um, and you're not kind of just projecting a glossy kind of celebrity photoshop view of life which mm. is, that isn't the reality um, people then really start to connect with you you know when you are able to be honest and open and truly authentic that's really when the magic happens and i see that time and time again you know for me and kind of my clients and the the, the women that i know um that when they have the courage to really kind of speak their truth you know and and if they've got a powerful message that often a lot of us a lot of us do have definitely yeah definitely taking that courage and it's taking that step to be able to share it and that's a huge thing because what we fear is being ridiculed we fear being persecuted we fear 
being judged you know all of those things hold us back and what we're seeing now is particularly for women and i think this is you know it myself included that social media gives us the technology to really make um some positive change in the world you know i believe in social media as a force for good and mm-hmm. um, i think for women there it's a really exciting time for us all over the world to make our voices heard for whatever it is that we believe in and you know that kind of authentic truth that we're trying to get out there so that's easier said than done like i said because sometimes you can feel that um what if I do this? Like I said, how am I going to be perceived? Is it going to be the end of my business? Is my social community going to abandon me? You know, all of these fears are very real, um, but they can be worked through. And and I think again, that's really where my work is now is really kind of helping female entrepreneurs um, get their message out there and reach the people that really need to hear from you. So it's that authenticity definitely ties into that because when you speak from the heart and like I said, you're speaking your truth, it connects with people. Right. And right now what's really uh, popular is not, you don't just build your business, but you build your personal brand alongside building the business. So if you're going to be building a personal brand, it's obviously important that you connect with your, with your followers and you can't really, I mean, and it's just life generally, you can't really, uh, have deep connections if you're not sharing, if you're not being open, if you're not giving people something m- more about you. If it's just very, like you said, perfect and glossy, I think people like that. They think, oh, that's really nice, but you're not going to have that depth that you're looking for and you're not going to really build those long-term sustainable relationships that you need to to build a business. You're, you're not going to have returning clients. You're just going to have people that pop in, oh, that looks nice, and then they leave as opposed to, this is someone who's with you from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And I think the thing about personal branding as well, and um, people want to know who a person is behind a business. So that's really where the kind of social, social revolution has changed things that it's no longer just enough to have kind of what I would call a static website where it's like a very much brochure website, um, you know, tells you what they do but no no like you said no depth to it so often the first page that people will visit on a website is the about page and that's really where you can make your point of difference so like we said if you want to stand out from the competition that's really kind of key to give people um, an insight as to who this person is behind the business mission vision all of that what what you're really about um, but equally there, there's there's a line between giving too much information away or if you're going through some sort of trauma or whatever that doesn't need to be played out on social media in real time so mm-hmm. it's about, again of keeping keeping a professional hat on but being kind of open and authentic appropriately and because that all ties into your personal brand that you know once you've got something on the, the internet it's very difficult to remove it so right. you know, again, it's that about creating um kind of like a social footprint that you're proud of that you don't think oh if somebody googles me what are they going to find so it's really yeah of having a bit of um what do i call well being discerning really about how much information you set out there but from a personal brand point of view yes people want to kind of know 
a little bit more about you and like I said the experience of working with you what that's like and that is when really they're going to get a feel whether or not you are the right person to help them you know if it's like a service you're offering or the products you're selling or whatever that's really going to help them make that buying decision very quickly um, and opt in or opt out you know pretty much straight away Right. And now let's talk a little bit about um, social media strategies. Now, there, there may be some people listening that are going, what is a social media strategy? What is that uh, marketing strategy? Social media, how do I do that? Where do I even begin? Obviously, there are people like yourself out there who, um, who help uh, entrepreneurs to establish that. But if you can't afford that just yet, how would you develop, um, I know you mentioned getting clear on who you are and being authentic and finding your voice, but just very basic, how do you develop a social media strategy? Okay, is it first decide which platforms you want to be on, then decide what you're going to share on those platforms? How, how would they go about doing it step by step if they're just starting out? Okay, so I would probably start looking at the business first. So what is it that you're trying to offer? What service is it you're trying to offer? And then... Um, look at the best place to share that. So for example, if it's a business where you think um, Facebook would be ideal to reach your clients, then, you know, it's kind of, okay, Facebook gets a tick. So you look at kind of, well, what am I going to share? How am I going to share it? So um, your strategy would include the, the type of content. So whether you're going to do video posts, whether you want to write, whether you want to share images, you know, all of those kind of things of, of what is it that you want to kind of, um, what valuable information do you want to share and how are you going to do it? It's also then about how often you're going to kind of show up. So how much time have you got to um, to do all of that? I think that's the doorbell. Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of really just keeping it very simple and really making a start. And, and, and what I said, um, you don't have to have kind of a robust strategy before you can take the next step. So start small and like I said, just work on your business first. What is it that you want to offer and test it? Because you may think you've got the best service or the best product that you want to get out there and yet nobody's interested in it. So that's a great thing when you're starting out is just to test it, test your market, get some feedback, um, you know, get some people to kind of work with you and do like dummy runs and then that, that will kind of serve you well as to who the type of person is you're looking to speak to on social media and where they're hanging out. Yeah, okay. And now let's talk about some of the things that you see people doing in social media, which are, uh, or some common errors that you see people making in social media. And again, for new businesses, new businesses and aspiring businesses, because um, obviously when you're a lot more established and you've got big budget, you can go out there and pay people to do these things for you, right? But when you're first starting out, like we said, you, you kind of don't know what you're doing. So what are some of the common errors that you see based on your experience? Okay. Right. So yeah, you're laughing. So there must be a lot. <laughs> There's quite a lot, but again, I try not to, I try to encourage people to, to carry on, you know, not, not to pick holes in them, but um, it's, it's having that blend of business and personality. So that's number one. So it's not all one, it's not all personality and no expertise, and it's not all business and no personality. So that's the first thing is just, you know, the priority has to be, if, you, if you're using social media for your business, focus on the business first, 
and then have the nice chit chat around it. So that that's kind of number one, that so that people can actually know what it is that you're doing and what you're offering. You're not just showing up hoping that they're going to come back to your website or your blog or want to find find out more because they're not. We're all kind of um, time short, as you know, and attention short, you know, with all the noise that's going on. So that's that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is not engaging at all. So, um, you know, if you really kind of want to get relationships and connect with people, you've got to be proactive about that. You've got to be somebody who will go out and even though it feels daunting, you know, they're not in front of you face to face. So that's always a good thing if you feel a bit shy. But but it is about taking the opportunity to be the one to strike up the conversation. So, again, if there are groups, there's loads of groups on Facebook, which are brilliant for people who can connect and, and participate in. It's, it's don't just lurk, which is kind of sitting in the background, waiting for people to come to you. It's be proactive and, and get out there and really kind of start talking and connecting. And the third thing is really to help others. Give, you know, give it's not all of your expertise, but give stuff willingly because that's where people will really kind of get to know you and understand what you what it is that you're all about. But if you're only there to kind of promote your own stuff and don't really take the time to get to know others or what they're doing, you know, then that's not going to be reciprocated. So yeah, it's really kind of about that as well is is giving and sharing, like I said, your valuable content, your best work in a way that really will help people. And that's the brilliant thing is that it will come back to you in spades when you do that. Right, absolutely. And what about collaboration? How important is collaboration when you're first starting out um, using social media? And do you think that helps um, build businesses, collaborating with others? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me... um, one of the best things I've done was to join a mastermind group with um, other female entrepreneurs. So that is brilliant. And we meet up generally kind of like every month in London. Um, and in between that, we can touch through social media. We've got our own kind of private Facebook group. So there's a difference between collaboration, support and um, kind of networking. So it's kind of those three things as well is that, you know, in a networking environment, it is all about business. Um, For support, it is to connect with other female entrepreneurs or other business owners who are kind of going through the the journey uh, same as you, or they may be a few steps ahead. It's really getting that support, which is which is, uh, you know, a lifeline. And then for collaboration, again, it's great to connect with others who, like I said, have synergy with you and your business so that you've got um, kind of crossover skills, really, where you can help each other and your community will blend with theirs and vice versa. So that's a great way, again, to reach more people and really make more of a difference. Yes, definitely, definitely. And I like how you broke that down and you, and you mentioned that there is a difference between all of those three because there really is. And um, I think, for example, what I see a lot of in social media, partic- particularly on Instagram, where you've got Instagram is very good for people who are, are visual. So if you're into food or some kind of design or any of, of that kind of thing, you see a lot of influences. They, they, they collaborate and they work together. So they'll work together on a project and they, um, 
they sort of highlight each other's work and they do things together. And I think that's, that's really the, that's the present and, and that's the future. It's, it's really about working together and, build, and bringing your uh, experiences and your knowledge and everything together and amplifying each other and you both win. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even for me, for the, for the social styling, and even when I started out, I've always kind of collaborated with other businesses as well, because particularly, like I said, web designers, web developers. So when we start kind of looking at a social media strategy or style, it will always come back to the website initially. And um, often clients will need a complete rebrand or a new website or improved website that they've got. So, um, yeah, I have collaborated on bigger projects as well with um, other small businesses. So we've all got our own individual businesses, but collectively we're far more powerful because if you were to, for example, to go in as a London agency, you'd have a graphic designer, you'd have a copywriter, you know, you'd have a social media consultant, for example. But collectively we could go and pitch for work together, still keep our own businesses, um, but deliver you know, a brilliant project and um, obviously charge a lot less than, than a big London agency. So that's a great way of kind of um, working as well and what I said, doing a, an end-to-end project for clients as well. So that for me, it includes working with photographers as well to get some brilliant um, real kind of photos for websites and blogs that can be used across social media. It's, it's bringing all of that together. And if you've got those connections, then that, that's really what your clients want. They want kind of one place where they can trust, you know, various different people to de- deliver you know, what it is that they need. So that, that's a really good thing to do as well for you, especially when you're starting out. Okay. And hmm, here's a tricky question. Is it possible to not have a website, but build your entire brand just with social media? that is a tricky question i've seen it i've actually seen that happen i mean i i would say yes absolutely there are people that have got incredible businesses and they may only just have a facebook page but it it depends what that business is you know so um i wouldn't say it's kind of a one or the other Mm. but it can be done so yeah i mean if you're if you really don't have a, a budget that you can afford to create your own website i mean again i started out with uh, a vistaprint website that cost me 10 pounds per month mm. and then when i started money you know money started coming in clients started coming in then i invested in you know a website so the website i've got now is my third one i think and that obviously cost me a lot more money but my business was then established so in the early days use what you can for free you know my, my my blog my wordpress blog was free when i started um and yeah just use what you can and 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 see what you can do with it and that's really how i started out with scarletta right and yeah i believe it can be done but whether i'd advise clients to do that now not so sure <laughs> the reason why the reason why i say that is because i think sometimes people hold themselves back um and they say things like, oh, well, I don't have the money. I can't afford a website. I don't have this. I don't have that. But yeah. I, I have met so many women who have started their businesses online just with social media, a simple Facebook page or with Instagram, and they don't have a website. And yeah. like you said, from there, they've built upon it because you have to be patient with yourself unless you've got um, a sizable budget and you've got someone to support you financially, whatever the case may be. 
you're not going to just jump right in. And besides, why jump right in not knowing how the market's going to respond to whatever it is you're trying to offer? So uh, like you said, you start off slowly. Sometimes it's just with a social media account and then people respond well to that. And who knows what may come next? And then after that, it's a basic website. And then in two, three years, you have another website and you're always going to upgrade your website and have a better website and, and so on and so forth. But you can start off really small. It's, it's, it's the same thing as you can have an amazing website, but no one buys your product. Yes. Yeah. And there's that as well, that people do spend a lot of money on a website that just doesn't connect with people at all. So, so it's that as well. But again, for me, it, it, it drives you for a business. It becomes kind of like a little bit of a game, really. For me, it was, well, let's see how far I can push this. And that's really how my business started. So again, you know, people think, oh, well, to have a business, you've got to have a business plan, you've got to have a big budget, you've got to have, you know, all of these things in place before you can take any action. And that's not true. So so for anybody who's kind of thinking about taking that step, yeah, absolutely. If, if all you can do at the moment is create a Facebook page or start tweeting or start showing up on Instagram, that's free. All you have to do is be creative with your content, what you're putting out there and keep showing up, you know, consistently and get that message out there and it will grow. You know, that, that really is kind of like the, the ideal way to do it. Um, and it will keep you on your toes, really. Like I said, it will keep you, um, you know, if you're really passionate about your business and you really want, want it to be a success, then you will do whatever it takes to start, you know, getting, getting clients in and, um, and start growing it and, and doing the difference. So I think that part is really key as well, that don't wait. So people will say, oh, I'll, I'll wait for this before I do that. You know, I hear that a lot. When mm. I've got this in place, then I'll go and do a webinar. Or when I've got this in place, I'll do a podcast. It's like, no, start now. Give mm -hmm. it a go. <laughs> Just mm -hmm. go for it. And don't wait until you've got all your ducks lined up in a row before you take action. Absolutely. So, Melanie, tell us um, how ab about your website and a bit more about what you do and how and where people can find you. Yeah. Okay. So I work um, on a one to one basis with clients um, doing kind of more deeper work. So I, I offer like a VIP program where I work with clients which is usually around a, a six-month program. So that's the longest I do. And that tends to be where they really want to kind of um, create a online presence from, from scratch. So we look at the website in, in a lot of detail. Often that is, like I said, a rebrand program. Um, then from that, I've got an intensive day, which if people are based in the UK, I, I work with them in London and they get support for a month afterwards. So again, that's really kind of, we look at their kind of social media style, their messaging, um, really get clear on who they are as well, and then, you know, articulate that message online. Um, and if they're not local, then I offer that through Skype. So that's kind of two half day sessions for that. And then for me as well, if they've just got kind of a, a query where, say for example, they really want to work out a brief strategy or, get going on Instagram or sort out a Facebook page, then I offer kind of like a 90 minute session through Skype as well. So that's kind of my one-to-one -one work. And then aside from that, I also offer e-courses that people can do online. So I currently have one for Pinterest, one for Twitter, and I have an online um, 
course to create your own social style so that that's all available through my website mm-hmm. i have a blog which is full of resources for um, people to come and have a look at and read through i also have a facebook group which is purely for female entrepreneurs and i offer live weekly um, facebook live sessions on questions that people have had and they last roughly about 10-15 minutes um, so that could be on anything could be again how do i use instagram what's the best way to reach my clients whatever i've got probably about 25 topics in there that people are able to come across to i tweet i'm on instagram i'm on all kind of like the main social pages and um, i have a youtube channel as well where i share interviews with other female entrepreneurs who um, and it's called Scarletta Social Tea Breaks, where we're really kind of talking about how they use social media, what works for them, what doesn't, you know, and any kind of tips they've got to share. Brilliant. So, <laughs> lots, okay. lots yeah. So you are everywhere, and there's lots of resources that you offer and lots of information. So everyone knows how they can reach out to you and get in contact with you to find out more about your work and, 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 and get involved with you and what you do. And yeah. what parting words do you have for our community? We are a community of women who are aspiring or recently started in the entrepreneurial space. So everyone's learning. Well, you always learn and grow at each stage in your business, but we're at the beginning stage. So what parting words do you have for our birds? Well, I think really it is that if you feel this burning desire to create your business or to really kind of grow your business, now is the perfect time for you to do it. And like I said, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You've got the, as long as you've got the internet, of course, um, it's a massive opportunity for you to really make a difference in the world. So go for it. Use what you can. Connect, talk to people, learn as much as you can and uh, see your business grow. Great. Well, thank you so much, Melanie, for joining us today. It was really nice speaking with you. We're so grateful to have you uh, share some of your expertise with us and give us a little bit of uh, tips on on social media. And hopefully um, someone would have heard something that you said and it inspired them or energized them to go out there and, and start their start out on a social media platform. They can just pick one. You don't have to feel like you need to be on all of them <laughs> like you, or like we said, like you have to do everything all at once. But that was really great. And uh, like I said, our community aims to empower, encourage and inspire women to get into the entrepreneurial space. So we hope that we delivered on that for you today. So thanks. thank thanks, you. Jim. Our pleasure. Thank you, Melanie. Bye. Bye.